Welcome back to Super Tuesday Recap. It's your host, Chris, here with Ro and Deepom. And we are here to review episode four, season one of Hawkeye Partners. Am I right? Um, let's jump right into this. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, I really like this episode. <laughs> I, I pre- this kind of coalesced a lot of the comments that the two of you had made in the previous episode with my, you know, we'll just call it whining about the elements. <laughs> Shut up. Damn. So, 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 just real quick. Um, so, yes, if Charles. Can, if I can paraphrase, are, are you saying not only was Deepon right, but that Chris was right? Are you? Look, bitch, did I not <laughs> just start here by saying? Are you, are you, I mean, honestly, I'm just, I was like, repeating all, all kind of bitches. I mean, I just want to make sure we're leading the podcast off on the, on the right foot. I just want to. I just want to get it on the record. Can you speak clearly like, oh, into Chris, the microphone? Chris wants to be called that kind of bitches. Okay, now. <laughs> Good morning, Bill. <laughs> yeah, so okay. I just want to make sure that we are. We just are... try to be like you know an adult about shit. Oh. I was impatient, and they gave me something better than what I had hoped for. Mm-hmm. And it went in a direction that I feel is you know better for what they're doing mm-hmm. i would like to say that i saw a comment of um from a fellow writer of mine who kind of felt like this was the tribute that they didn't feel natasha got at the end of her death for her sacrifice mm-hmm. yada and yada i personally feel like this is where it belongs that the mm-hmm. person who was going to mourn her in real time, not as the abstract, look what she did for the world. I think that would have annoyed me if everybody had tried to laud her that way. And I think this is exactly where it needs to be with the exact character it needs to be. And I don't thank the pandemic for much, but I think possibly reordering when people got pieces of the story helps. Mm-hmm. Like, having already seen all of Black Widow's backstory, like we talked before, the places where she had already gotten to, why she was in a different headspace, and, you know, it wasn't about who was worthy to go curse splat for the Soul Stone, but who was ready to move on, who had actually really, truly honored and acknowledged. And I, and I do appreciate they found a perfect use for the juvenileness that is Kate. Mm-hmm. The things that were kind of bothering me about her personality, the ways that she seemed really savvy in other ways and very, you know, naive. It's it's a perfect blend of what happens when you have somebody who wants something more than what their parents want for them. And I really appreciate the way that they're kind of bringing that spiral out of things and how they're they're lapping it into greater stories, all while throwing big, huge Marvel Ultimate threads out at me. That just kind of make me feel like if I feel I need to know, I know Kevin's being paid well, but are we sure he's being compensated properly? Because this is just bringing me joy and delight. All I heard was Daniel was right. That's all you heard. That's all you heard is that you need to keep that you had stopped giving them the benefit of the doubt they had told. No, it wasn't that I had just given stopped giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's just there's a particular tenor and tone to the character of Clint Barton that I didn't feel that they were giving a proper grounding, even though I knew some of it had to do with the fact that they needed to set up bigger story elements, and it was bothering me. I, and, and I still think that 
given how well that they've set up the contemporary environment and given the moving pieces that they're giving us, there's a little bit that they're being a little reticent on, but I'm willing to see how it unfolds because the way they're doing it now makes sense. I think using this episode to draw back all the way to the moment where he started making independent decisions, that speech in the apartment with Kate, where it started out with the shot I never took, I think that is probably a better insight into the mindset of people who soldier and they take the orders of other people's. I personally feel like this is less about how to rehabilitate, how to rehabilitate, rehabilitate a serial killer and more about this is what happens when your ethical system is outside of you, when it's not internal, when it's all external. Cause he said it himself. I was trying to hurt people. I'm a weapon aimed properly. But my job was to hurt people. And then he said, so after the blip, I just kept doing what I was trying to do, hurt people. And he even acknowledged, and I do feel that this is too small an acknowledgement, but at least it's there, you know, researched properly. But what my job was, was to hurt people. And I kept doing what I was trained to do. Everything that was his ethical core was external to Clint. He's never internalized a lot of the things he's done because he's put faith and belief in who's aiming him. And one of the first times, well, that we know of so far was when he didn't kill Natasha. That was an independent choice. That was, he looked at the circumstances beyond just the evidence of what he'd been given beyond just the research. And he made a decision based off a gut feeling. And I think that that's a perfect place for us to start for the second and almost, you know, the latter half of this story and what they're doing in the bigger world. I think that's a much better place. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I mean, you know, I don't like it when shows get in here and we get a little flippant when the people who end up being the, quote, bad guy are all brown and they don't really acknowledge that. That bothers me. It's always going to bother me because I feel like it's lazy writing. But I at least feel like in this point of view, without shoving that to the forefront of the frame, you remember all of the factors that go into this dude's an assassin. So some of that mad that we have needs to get kicked upstairs. And we also have to realize that the world that these people live in and the choices that they're making and the circumstances that sometimes it really does take somebody taking a look at them and saying, I don't think you want to do this anymore. I'm going to give, I'm going to give you a shot for me to be wrong. So I, I appreciate that. And I feel like now that I have seen the way they're doing it, this is the element that I was missing from the story. Less so some of the other things that I thought needed to be in that place. That's all. I mean, so it's not that I didn't give them the benefit of doubt. I was just worried at the direction of how they were going to do this because I don't necessarily know whether or not I trust all the writers who write for him. Not their point, the way the road they choose to get on sometimes. Great. That's all. I'm a girl. I'm sorry. But I, I think but I, I think this is where the benefit of the Disney Plus show comes in because I think everything you're saying, I think, happens when you're dealing with trying to get all this stuff into a two-hour movie, Right. Right. And so things are shortchanged. I think we've seen that. I think one of the benefits we've seen from what Marvel's done with the Disney Plus shows is they can expand on some of these stories and some of these these elements that they hint at. But like you said, sometimes it's implied. In like for instance, I mean, we keep saying it, but like Clint could kill more than just brown people. Like he killed a lot of white people too. And in, in these in these in these gangs and these oh, they killed every, he killed everybody. Right, he killed everybody. And so, but like you said, like when you see him as Ronan, the only thing you see him is when he's in Japan and he's killing those people, those Asian people, right? And so I think that that's part of the thing that, you know, when it comes in the, these, these stories, you can expand this out and show 
characters. Are, I mean, honestly, like when you're in in game, like, do we need the full backstory on on Ronan and 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 what Hawkeye did? Nah, because it's not about him, right? It's just like even Natasha, right? It's like I thought there was a lot of times in some of those movies. People wanted more from Black Widow, and I'm just like, I, listen, guys, I, I I get it, I like the character too, but like, <laughs> she, as her and Clint said in, in Avengers, like we're these were gods and monsters, and and I got a gun and you got a bows and arrows. What the fuck are we doing, right? So it's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's not about them. But in these stories, we can, right? When you're when you're telling the stories on. Disney Plus, and you're giving them six episodes or even more. Uh, same thing happened a little bit with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier because a lot of what Clint's going through, uh, we saw this before with um, uh, Bucky. You know, having to come to terms with what you were, which is you're a weapon. Plain and simple. You're a weapon. You followed orders. You did this stuff. You did what you were told. You're not really making, just like Bucky, not making a lot of independent decisions. Now, Bucky has a little bit of a different um, issue than, than Clint because he was brainwashed, but, you know. But is it really that different? And that's, I was about to say, I was make that comment, too. It's like, <laughs> but then, honestly, then I, I ain't trying to get in trouble with some people, right? But, like, you can say the same thing. I'm, I'm a military right? brat. 20 years in, exactly. I'll say it. So, so, yeah. So, we're able to now dig into these things that we we saw hints of in the movies. And a lot of us, especially when we read the comics, things that we can infer, but we couldn't, you know. You know, we had people saying, uh, well, no, they're not showing it to. Well, now they're showing it to you. You're getting that story in here. And I love the team up of having Clint, who is literally like (laughs) that scene of him strapping on all those frozen daiquiris because his body is literally (laughs) aching. I'm like, it spoke to me. It's like, I get it. I feel you, dude. I understand. You're washed just like we are. I, mm, that's my kind of hero. I'm not going to be Iron Man. I'm not going to be Thor. I'm going to be Hawkeye, the guy who like, my knees are cracking. I need to go get something out of the freezer because my body's aching right now. I I've never it. seen somebody who needs cryotherapy more in my life. Oh my God. Like it's just like my body hurt for him. And so you see the toll is taken on him, not just mentally, but physically um, in there. And then you juxtapose that with Kate, right? Who is for all not again, I get her intentions. I get her naivety, but let's be honest here. You know, Kate's a trust fund baby. Right? She thinks this is about... She's still talking about being a hero. She's still talking about just better branding. She's not understanding... She Again, we talked about this last week. She doesn't understand the larger, the, the larger implications here. And even when Clint finally decides... When Clint realizes, oh, she doesn't see how deep this is. I do. When he was like... He saw that... that he saw the Ronin sword was sitting there with, with Jack. He saw that shit. He knows that something else is going on here. And his thing now is not to like team up with Kate... But more along the lines of, if I can keep her close, because she's going to do this stuff, I can keep an eye on her. But then once he realizes Elena shows up and there's a black widow after him, he's like, go home. Go home and be a kid. This is not for you. This is not a game. This is not something you want to be involved in, because this shit just really got real. You thought it was real before. Your apartment got burned down. People were trying to kill you. That wasn't even real. Now it's really real. You need to go home. This is not a yeah. game, right? And, and I, I, I like having that that the, those dual positions there because in, in a way too, they both need them, right? Kate needs Clint to be more serious, uh, to, to, uh, to, to, to explain to her what she's actually getting herself into. This is not just throwing a costume on and deciding, Hey, I'm going to go out there and be a hero. And is this that simple, right? No, there are real life consequences from this. And then Clint also needs somebody to like lighten him up a bit. He needs that light because even outside of his his, his family, because boy, he's got issues. He needs th- he needs to go to Bucky's therapist. He really does. He really does. So 
Yeah. Deep home, what do you think? I love the episode. I really enjoyed, um, like, the tension from the beginning with Duquesne and Clint. And then, obviously, like, we've gotten the lampshading's over. Like, this mo- her mom's involved. Mm-hmm. Whatever the wrong thing is, her mom's neck deep in it. And she can't see that for because that's her mom. No one wants to see that in their parents. Um, I'm really upset that they've decided to continue indulging these LARPing idiots. Um, you aren't people. Stop it. Um, you are so mean. Everyone needs an enemy, bro. Um, if you don't tell me what you'll stand against, I don't know what you'll stand for. By what? God, this is what I'll stand against. I mean, did you um, get st- taken hostage and to put in a LARPy camp or something? Because this feels real, I real mean, deep. I mean, if holding if it, Clint's arrows hostage because she likes that bat. Ma'am, that's an Avenger. Give him the bat. I mean, the bag is from her wife, and it says bombshell. I mean, it, are, are we really going to turn bombshell now into her background was a police officer and a LARPer? That's going to be hilarious, though. It, it I mean, I I kind of I kind of dug that little part right there. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. And, and now this is how, and, and now this is how all of the next the next level street level uh, heroes get their costumes. <laughs> it's because Clint yeah, the funding. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was funny. I mean, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, hey, Diva, I'm with you. It's ridiculous. And I'm like, just take the fucking arrows. Like, it's, I'm, why can't Wakanda just be like, we got you a suit too. Here's another case. Here's something else you've been working on. Like, why can't Wakanda be the seamstress to the stars? What is this? Because they're LARPers. Wait, wait, wait. You want you want Wakanda to outfit LARPers? Now that's even ridiculous. Come no, on. No, not LARPers. To outfit Peyton Clint. Clint's got a cell phone number. Well, Listen, no, actually, that would require, that would require the Wakandans to remember who Clint is. I mean, yeah, T'Challa does. You remember Clint's name in that in, in game too? Stop pretending like you know what you're talking. No, T'Challa did, anyway. but did anybody else? That's anyway. my question. That's my question. You mean the white guy with you mean the white guy with the pointy arrows? <laughs> can I can I can I interject now that you brought up that? Now I'm being interjected upon. No, I uh, it was a question. I will hold it. Go. No, ask a question. No, I just I find it fascinating the ways in which you want there to be greater intersections with Wakanda. No, I was and, kidding. I just don't want the LARPers to be involved. I don't care. I was really about that. Anti, I mean, I, anti, like, we're I, anti-LARPers I here. Like, anybody else with the LARPers, right? Anybody. anybody but it could be Aunt okay. May with a, good, a okay. good, strong right hand and some scenes. See, see, now I brought this on myself. I opened the door. I asked a question. And I forgot I was talking to Deep Palm's ass. I mean... It's too I damn chaos. I don't know what. You're calling y'all with me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know. Um, okay, I'm gonna sit back and, and let you finish cooking, I, sir. I did like. I could point out like the thing that y'all have a problem with. Could point it out beautifully. I hate how your inability to be a grown up makes you get your way. Yes. Like yes. If was, <laughs> but that's but that's like. That's their relationship. That's the charm of the character. And what I like is that in the comics, it's very much inverted. Clint's the fuck up. Kate's got her shit together. Mm-hmm. And I like that they've inverted it. Like in the, they've inverted so much from the comics. So in the comics, Kate drives, Clint shoots in that uh, in that car chase. And mm-hmm. in, in the comics, she's the one asking, like, "Wait, why would you have a boomerang arrow?" And Clint's defending it. Mm-hmm. They've inverted the personalities while keeping the characters the same, which is what I really enjoyed. Like her just walking in there, being like. And first of all, great use of the putty arrows. Ever, no one's made fun of the putty arrows yet, which I think is very, it's a strength of the show. Mm-hmm. As long as the character keeps your shit seriously, you can take it seriously too. I liked Maya's 
flashing alarms. Mm-hmm. And and then like what she said, get me stuff on Clint. And she's got the 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 kids and the wife's name. And we'll talk about the wife in a second, I promise. But when they pulled out Elena in the like comic accurate Black Widow suit that she first appears in, mm-hmm. look. And I think that that's the moment where Clint's like, hey, you know what? It was kind of cool to see someone who's this talented. I could train them. It's no longer fun when a Black Widow assassin's involved. Hey, 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 you need yeah. to go home right now. Maybe it was a learning thing. Maybe I was evolving as a person. No more time for growth. It's time to stay alive. You need to go away. Like, yeah. this is not cute, not fun. Maya is one thing. This is a different, worse thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He saw that like, Widow's body was like, oh, no, I know what this is. Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely. <laughs> They're like, I'm sorry. You barely graduated from high school. You are not ready for this graduate level class. Go home. No, but, the, I, but the, what I liked about it is throughout this episode, particularly like them hanging out at night when doing the trip with the pennies, which are the, the nickels, which is from, again, Barney and Clinton, David Aja, and Matt Fraction's run. I like that he, like, yes, he sees her as annoying and she's to grow up. And what, of course, look at her. She's nine. He also respects the fuck out of her. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. Like, he, he recognizes the talent. He recognizes the ability. He does respect it. But yeah. when he's on that rooftop and they almost die, he's like, this isn't about respect. This isn't about me trying to squash your dreams. This just went from serious to, okay, now I've got to find and figure out how to stay alive. Well, this, this happens, is not. We see, we see this all the time. Ahead. We see this all the time. I mean, Peter did it to Miles several times. Like, all right, mm-hmm. dude, you, Israel, you need to. Is it, you know, it was it was fun, but it like, also speaks to the reputation of the widows mm-hmm. in the MCU in the Marvel Universe. Like when a widow shows up, things this isn't funny anymore. This isn't everybody cute. dies. Mm-hmm. Everybody, no one's no one gets to live out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But and now they're freelance, so he has zero clue as to where their loyalty allegiance uh, lies. But I also think it speaks to the difference between how her mother is trying to manage and handle her. And how Clint is trying to manage and handle her. Because, like, the conversation they had at the door, the, you know, the commiseration, A, of parents and B, of people who've lost people who are grieving in the ways that they are. I think, um, and there's another movie coming out that I think people are going to be slightly sad at the tone it takes, but uh, I enjoyed it because of the tone, where it talks about where you make a vow. This isn't going to happen to anybody else who's mine. This isn't going to happen. My kids are going to be safe. And what you do and how you do it. So I think it's a difference. It's like, yeah, Clint is like, you know what? I can manage these risks. I can teach you the things you need to know because I'm clearly not going to be able to stop you. I can also wash off some of the shiny so you don't get recruited by somebody and end up in country with blood all over your hands and your ledger full before you realize maybe you went about this the wrong way in what you in a, in a sense of hope. Maybe I can get you where you need to go without rubbing off all the hope and shiny from you. And I really appreciate that because it's more of a walk, don't run. It's not a, I'm not saying you can't do or be who you want to be, but you really need to kind of understand the consequences and ramifications of the path you want to take. Versus her mother is smother and contain. I won't tell you anything. I don't want you doing anything. This is the world that you live in. I wrapped you in bubble wrap, saran paper, and then I put you in a box and I'm angry that A, you don't want to stay there. And B, the skills that I thought I was letting you acquire, letting you and allowing you to learn to, to, to keep you busy, you actually had a plan for them that doesn't fit the life I demand that you live. Oh, let me tell you what you're good at. You're good at planning my parties. You know, and I think it speaks to the difference 
at a at a parental level of what it means when your kid's growing up because we keep calling her a child but it's not like she's 18 she's slightly older than that because she wasn't she's a in college she's, she's, a, she's, like 20, she's a senior so yeah so she's she's eight she's she's in her 20s she's young and i i really do she's at that stage where people start talking you into doing things that you think can use your skills especially when you have a particular set and the next thing you know you're 30 rapping ice packs around your back trying to figure out did i kill did i was the orders i taken okay so I mean, I mean, that's just people. I mean, we send people to the military at 18, sometimes 16, sometimes 17. So I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's literally what the, yeah, it's not too far off. I mean, right. we do that we're life. burning them out <laughs> in five years flat because that's a standard term. And then saying, okay, go figure out the rest of your life with your PATSD. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was a, I thought that was a better, I, I, I'm appreciating, I can appreciate, and you're right, it was the fact that they affirmatively took that line. And you said something to me in text. I don't need everything to be overt, but I do think when you're telling this kind of story and you're blending in a lot of real-world issues and themes with what people consider to be fantastical, I think you do need to be slightly more explicit than you do in certain other circumstances for Dumb people. I mean, yes. Um, I'll never believe in catering to the slowest people in class. I didn't say you need to cater to the slow people in class. I've never believed that you need to cater to the slow people in class. But sometimes I think the level set is wrong. And I don't think it's wrong because they're slow. I think it's wrong because you don't know who was educating them before you got them. And sometimes if you really want everybody to be able to come along your journey, you you need to put them in the boat. You need to let them understand what's the parameters of the sandbox, who lives in this sandbox, who gets permission to exist in this sandbox, and then what we do with them. I think that's the biggest problem that people had with how Ronan was introduced. They introduced him in a way that was slightly out of context for what had been going on. Now, I like the Ronan run because I got problems. But a part of the reason why I like it is because I think I, I have this thing and fascination with characters that are exploring what happens when the thing that keeps them on their straight and narrow gets taken from them. And I think those are valuable stories to tell. We don't get nearly enough of them in film. We damn sure don't get a lot of them on TV because people always go the way of propaganda. So you get this kind of complicated character with these kind of complicated issues and someone always turns it in to some type of propaganda to the good. They take out the complicated or they only look at it from the perspective of showing right makes right, might makes right, or some type of nationalistic type thing. It's why we keep getting law and order shows with characters that you have an opportunity to really address issues and then you punt every time. Hawkeye isn't punting, and I'm really appreciating it. Well, I think part of that is also, remember, I mean, this is also what this is built off, right? You know, Deepon, you and I talk about this all the time when we do character corners. You know, Marvel's built with the world outside your window type deal. And so that allows them to, uh, a lot of times, to be able to explore some of these things. And so, again, going back to when you look at what we've done on, uh, when you look at what they've done with their Disney Plus so, show so far, a lot of this is able to dig down into a lot of that. I mean, because they've gotten so fantastical 
in the movies. I mean, literally, keep bringing this up. I mean, we're doing the multiverse next week with um, uh, 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 No Way Home. But even, like, Endgame, we went back in time and changed, like, they've gotten so fantastical. I think this is a way for them to remind you, yeah, but this is, it's all, we can do all that stuff because this is the world that we live in, right? We have lived in a really grounded world. So even though you have, you know, you know, gods and aliens and, and magic and all these things, you, you root everything into these very real, real characters. And they're using their Disney plus shows to kind of really blend that out. Like WandaVision was like a, a crazy show when you think about it and on all the fantastical stuff it deals with, but in the end it's really dealing with, you know, grief and loss, you know? And, and honestly, if you think about it almost, I'd say every single show they've done this year has been grief and loss. Well, that's mm-hmm. well. That's you got to remember that that's the basis of Marvel comics. Like that's yeah. the, the foundation of the stories we're telling. And so, if you look at the movies, I think it's more applicable in the more recent eight years because of the advent of Disney Plus and these shows. The movies are your big crossovers. Mm-hmm. These are your Titan comics. These are your Fallout. These are these are the 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 the, the, the mini series or the series that's alongside that as the banner on the oh this is technically tied to Endgame, but it's really just a Hawkeye story. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's I think that. As we've taught the the viewers, so, oh, you need to watch these things necessarily in one, two, three order, but they happen chronologically. They tell one big story. You've turned it one generation into comic book fans, comic book readers without even noticing it. Now they're teaching them, well, let's teach you how to read the medium even more. Because these are your big tentpole books, but here's the smaller stories between that are going to make those books more make more sense. When Far From Home drops and Multiverse of Madness drops, they're going to be great and they're going to work well standing alone. If you've watched Scarlet Witch and Loki, they'll make more sense. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. If you watched this, then both Black Widow and Endgame make more sense. But you don't need to watch this to get those two pieces. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're setting up. Because we can love it as much as we want to. We can talk about how this is the Hawkeye we always wanted to see, or how they've inverted personalities, or how they went halfway to Ultimate without making him the gross, weird, sociopathic ultimate turned into. But the one thing they've been able to do is they've been able to say, we know we're not getting as many eyeballs as we would in a movie theater. So we're going to make those eyeballs, give them more to take in. So even plot lines here, we're saying, I wish they'd spin it out. That's that's the nature of storytelling as the beast. Like that's, oh, we wish they'd tell us more about Ronan. Bam, here's more Ronan. We wish they'd tell us more about Maya. Bam, they're giving us Echo. Like they've done a very good job of anticipating kind of what, the audience would bite into and going to where the puck is going as opposed to where it's been. Well, they listened. And I think that's one of the things that you get that's very resentful from other um, more artur filmmakers is they listen and they're paying, playing into these elements. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was very popular for a very long time for a very good reason. And I think a lot of people have forgotten the idea of telling a story that takes a peek at the world outside your window, but then doesn't tell you, then doesn't let you demand that elements that you don't like about that world you see don't get to exist in your art. And I think that that's what matters. It's like, so some of the things that they're cluing into may be of the lesser popular when it comes to people wanting to write their hot takes, but it's the real world. And those are the things that click and those are the things that hit. And it's why it resonates. It's why when you get a whole moment, it wasn't because you're not just getting potentially less viewers, you're getting different viewers when it's on TV and when it's on streaming. I mean, the simple fact that there are some people who don't know 
that the word for a weekly show is episodic and they call them drops because that's how they've been trained to look at things. Weekly drops. I was like, episodes? Serial show? Yeah, that's TV. <laughs> and I'm, I don't say that. <laughs> I don't say it to be disparaging, but a lot of people grew up in bench culture. We talked about this on the this Expanse show. We talked about this for the Inv- Invincible. We talked about it. Hell, we've talked about it for the boys. The difference between season one and season two. The approaches to how you do things and what people consume and what are the conversations that people are having. I think that this is something that has always resonated for what they wanted to do with the MCU after the first phase. Once they started establishing the characters, they listened. What are the beats people are paying, listening to? What are they coming back to? What gets memed? You know, because it's not just speaking to cop, pop culture in the fandom. That that gives you a little area of, you know, we can we can pull out this thread with all these complicated things about all these people. And I think everybody will go with us. They'll be down for this journey, you know, and we can play with life there. Now, obviously, you're always going to get the people who swear up and down the second that you bring any hint or whiff of the real world in, you're being political. But those are people who are adamant that they can force politics not to be real and real world not to be politics. And I think once you get past that phase and you look at this, yeah, you can find things to identify in the world or the story, or a theme, even if you don't necessarily identify with all of the, you know, the magic, the trick shots, the the, the feats and stunts. And if you came for the action, you're going to get the action, but you're also going to get that moment where you've got Yelena and Kate looking at each other, and Kate and thinking about shooting, and Yelena cocking her head. You're just like, girl, this ain't what you want. And it rate and making it echo in the back of your head. Barton saying the shot I didn't take. That's real. That's interesting. That's good TV. And then, of course, it comes back to the point that you cracked the joke that this entire thing's going to be about a watch. And Negro, if you ain't right, I'm a kid. Um, you mean, you mean mm-hmm. the former Bobby Morris's watch who changed him to Laura Martin? <laughs> and now they're going to have to fight Kate's other parents? Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's go. I'm ready. So you think they're just going to switch it to being Laura? We're not going to be talking about Bobby. I wish we'd get a head nod to Bobby. And, it and, should be Bobby. And... The, the Bobby is the retirement. The, the watch is the retirement present. That's got her identity, and she killed the Bobby. So I've been reading a lot of Hawkeye comments lately. There is, when Mockingbird became a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, she faked her death because she didn't want her parents involved in her life. Right. And when, they, when Clint tries to be helpful, brings them back, gets one gets her mom shot in the head. Um... But if that's what Laura, if that's what she did so that they could live this life off the grid to where none of the other Avengers even knew a family existed. To where they've got someone shuttling them to and from, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they had a private car service there in New York. Like this is someone who was either deep cover or is deep cover and has burned an identity. Like this is, that watch will tell you that Bobby Morse, Mockingbird, the person who may have been a Ronin type figure before Clint. Because unless we think that Clint just made this shit up, it came from somewhere. No, I like how they smid, slid, slid that in real smooth. Well, I thought that was in the Avengers locker too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a nice slide in. I, but I've always felt like there had to be more to what they were planning on doing with Lord or one because of the actress they cast and Linda ain't no joke. Uh, but also too, because of the way 
she's completely in the know with what Clint does, who he works for, his mission. She knows everything. And she knows Russian. I don't know. Yeah. Like, she's a widow. Well, so mm-hmm. I, I thought about that for a second, too. Like, so there's a lot of things that went through my head about how they want to do this. There's, there's, yeah. Cause I was thought the same thing too. I was like, well, what if she was also a widow, you know, or something, or, or even not even a widow. She, she was a Russian spy at some point. Like, it, yeah. So there's a lot that kind of went through my mm-hmm. mind. She, she started talking back to him in Russian. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I like how all the right. kids just looked at each other and immediately went, that's daddy. Mm-hmm. 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 Like she's way too like the, as soon as he put the phone out and started, hey, can you track this down for me? I'm like, what, what you talking to your wife for? Like, what wait, what do we wait? Why why would you wife? Like, what Laura gonna do? What do I, and, then, and then she came back with information and was talking in code. I'm like, see, see, this is why you can't trust people. See, this is why I got trust. No, this you. is why this is why you need to trust your wife, and she needs to be deadly. I mean, just saying, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, that's what y'all. Well, also explains why she's way too calm about all of this stuff. She's like, oh, no, no, you'll be yeah. fine. You'll work it out. It's okay. Like, way too understanding. Because, like, because oh, you'll be doing the shit, too. Like, you you in the shit as well. Like, well, also, again, she's also way too calm. With the-, six, the eldest kid's 16. Mm-hmm. Even if she wasn't in it, she'd be about sick of this shit. She'd, she'd be used to it. Right. Well, I mean, think, yeah. about, think about when the Avenger showed up to her house in Silver, Silver War. She's just like... I mean, in, uh, in, uh, in Age of Ultron, she's just like, all right, come on in. I'll make some biscuits. It's like, wait a minute. Hold up. And wait a minute. Con- con- I mean, that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. I was like, she, she's been around. The- exactly. Like, that's not especially close with Clint. Right. 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 So I was like, um, ma'am, I have 30 questions for you, and I'm afraid to ask all of them because I think you could kill me. Mm-hmm. But well, I, I also I, like yeah. her being recast as Clint's man in the chair. Mm-hmm. But it does again drive home the point. All of Clint's ethicals, ethics are outside of his body. They are all completely external. I'm always scared of people who don't have an in, internal ethics base because all of them, all of them come with flexible morals. That's usually how you get assassins and um, um, lawyers. But uh, so I feel, I always feel concerned when you're dealing with someone who has an outside outside ethics because again. <sighs> It speaks to the fact that the two of you were right last week. I'm sorry. When you, you I'm have, sorry. Sorry. Hold on. I'm turning them. Can you say that one more time? It cut out real quick. I, no, I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I lost it. The of the week, guys. Hey, man. Just, just wanted mm-hmm. to make sure I heard, heard what you said there. So just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You better be glad I like y'all. <laughs> I hate you so much. So deep in my heart is the hate I have. You'd be mad at us and you'd be wrong. I wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. Y'all were just right. That's whatever helps you sleep at night. I sleep just fine. Thank you. But no, I do. I think it speaks. I do, I do really think it speaks to the point that you guys were making about a- acknowledgement and recognition when you get to those things. And I love the way that they're kind of also tying that to what's happening with Echo mm-hmm. and, and how they're unraveling that. And, um, making it clear that something else was going on with the, you know, implied and you know what he's already done to get it. Mm-hmm. No. And, and also like, you know, her hunting for this thing and, and she's chasing a ghost. It's going to get her killed. All of those nice little doors that they open there. But it also speaks to an internal understanding of what he, what he has that like when your leash gets snapped before you're ready for it to get snapped, what do you have left? 
you only have what's inside you. And if what's inside you is kind of broken and bloody, that may not be enough for you to hold on to. It'll cloud your judgment. It can blind you. And it can turn you in, you know, a raging spree killer. Yeah. I think that's as close as I'm happy to them getting, acknowledging, you know, this is how you get mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Plot butter. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, so I also like the fact that we also know that we're, we're building something in the back end because you know um, uh, who uh, Elena didn't, uh, Eleanor didn't call Elena herself directly. So we know who that go between is. And so it's also, you have like almost, can you say it's like a reverse Coulson or an evil well, Coulson you don't, now? Well, so you don't even know. So Elena, all she, all we know is that she was given a dossier by Contessa. Mm-hmm. And if Hawkeye's ass starts making the news or Ronan starts making the news, I'm on a plane. I'm needed in New York. Maybe. And from then, it's a simple matter of following the assholes who are LARPers holding arrows. <laughs> they secured the release of his arrows. Assholes. From the police. That they, Why are that you they, calling that they are. them the assholes? That they are. They are the police, and they, they were just doing some little t- evidence. It was one police and several firefighters. Mm-hmm. Why are they getting... Him. Why are they getting in trouble for helping Clint? For evidence, Why are you for taking your for anger at the police? You're an Avenger. Flash the badge, ask the cops. Evidence yeah, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Evidence that's not going to happen. They're not going to do that. They're not going to give him that. They're going to ask him all sorts of questions about where they found the arrows, and he'll probably be on the hook for the damage to New York. They're and still then trying Clint's to... got to spy his way in. The professional assassin is going to break into an NYPD evidence lockup. Do we all think we could do that? He's not Harley Quinn. He's not going to do that. He's going to find some kind of way to stay in the background and do what he needs to do to make it easier. He know a cop. He's going to see if a cop will get him what he needs. I will say, Jax, uh, thank you for your service type deal was like yeah. just perfect. Like, I want to shoot this motherfucker in the face. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't mention it. And he really meant, yeah, don't, don't mention, mention it yeah. ever. It's like, I'm really glad I don't have an arrow right now because I would have hit you with an arrow. You mm-hmm. really got yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mm-hmm. That shot. lingering ever after he said mm-hmm. don't mention was perfect. It was just, mm, <laughs> it was perfect. Mm-hmm. I also liked how they almost lured her in to Jack and her mama's relationship, Eleanor's mm-hmm. relationship with the dance and I've never seen you like that and seeing her laugh and happy. I was like, y'all slick. It was cute. That was a nice little moment. I thought that was a nice moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always a nice moment right before, you know, he digs the hole in the crawl space where he's going to put the body. She died happy. You need counseling. I have a therapist. She says I'm fine. You think immediately that's where you go. Okay. All right. You should. I don't see happiness and immediately go there, but I don't pretend not to see when somebody is playing somebody. You need a hug. I don't need a hug. I need less sociopaths on TV or not, you know, as long as they stay on TV. Unfortunately, they don't. I don't need a hug. I don't like hugs. Thank you, though. Just layers. Just layers. Just. It's not my fault. I'm a fascinating motherfucker. You don't know what to do with me. It's fine. Sure, we'll go with that. We're going with that, Daniel. Or I'm calling Susan. All right. Uh, last remaining things. I'm excited for the end of this, especially if it means Linda gets to beat some people's ass as Laura Barton. Yo. Well, no, that's what I'm thinking. It's like 
they're gonna show up to that damn house and uh not realizing that yeah that's a bad mistake like what yeah. kids? there's gonna be hurt cracker knuckles kids been gone yeah who are you talking oh, about yeah there's yeah. a safe room somewhere in there. Either that or the daughter's gonna take Overwatch with some arrows and it's really gonna be right. Yeah, right. these kids all take like battle positions. I'm it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, just, just like we train, yeah, just like we train kids. It's just like, yeah, this is all bad. There's zero, there's zero possibility that these two people didn't train their kids for survival. Oh my god, that's a, there's a total non-zero chance these kids can fight. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's the funny right. thing. That's the thing that's funny to me. It's like, you spend this entire time with everybody going like Clint trying to protect his family. Oh my god, do they know his family? Stuff like that. And you show and everybody shows up going like, Yeah, you know, no, you don't understand. This is the worst family to try to run up. <laughs> he's like he's trying to protect his, right. Yeah. Protect you from his family. Dog, it's been two years since they've been back. Clint's been having them doing drills every morning. Listen. <laughs> hey, the best yeah, way to protect your family is to make sure they protect themselves. We ain't going nowhere no more. We staying. <laughs> oh my god. If this turns into like home alone, but with the Hawkeye family, I'd be so happy. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it is a Christmas movie. Oh my God! It is. It's it perfect. It is. You know what? That I don't want to see another episode if that's not how it ends. Cancel the show right now and reshoots immediately. Let's get to work, Marvel. This can't end any other way. Did you hear the brilliance that just occurred? My God! Oh, yeah, I'm down. No, no. I want them. To, I want them to have a Donald Trump. I want to be go home alone too. You mean Donald Trump cameo takeover hotel? I don't give a fuck. Let's have fun with this. I'm in. You know I'm in. Is there own Home Alone now? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Hmm. Was Home Alone 20th Century Fox? Hold on. Oh, actually, it might have been. <laughs> yeah, like, I was did. joking at first, but then I said, like, wait a second. Um, 20th Century. Yeah. yeah. And they've got, oh my god, there's a new one on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, you didn't. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, there is a new one on. Home there. sweet home alone. Yep, I am forty-seven years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my! I in the podcast, I feel very sick. <laughs> you gonna be okay right now? No, I'm reading the plot. Don't do that. Why are you doing well, that? I'm not gonna watch it. This isn't a spoiler. This is avoiding work. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, we got two more episodes oh my left. God, it's a full-on reboot. Yeah, uh, we're letting Ellie Kimper act in things. Did we figure yeah. out she was like a clan princess? Yeah, but she was sorry about it. Sorry. I mean, well, never mind. She feels bad. Yeah, she feels bad. I mean, I mean, I mean, are we really? I mean, look, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I think almost every white person actually kind of came from a clan background. So there is that. There is that part. So there's my. I mean, ask more questions then. (laughs) I mean, but then there's like, yeah, it would open some jobs up. I just say this it would open some jobs up in Hollywood. This organization should not be accepted. (laughs) Did y'all not ever see her pictures when you hyper click from things from her Wikipedia page? But then again, I'm also like, no. You're from, you're from Georgia. You know this organization. You've never seen those pictures. The big, huge, uh, holy nimbus behind these creepy girls in these pictures. Shockingly enough, none of the mailing list. Oh, well, I, I mean, my almost parents almost made me Deb, so I have, in fact, seen those pictures. No. Yeah. That's not what you want in your life, y'all. No. Ask more questions. Uh, just ask just ask two more questions. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> ask two. Were any, you, were, two were, were, was anything you were involved in as a child involved the clan? 
Yeah. What's the other question after that though? I'm like, I don't know what I don't know what the other question you know, is after. If that. it wasn't in fact the actual clan, did you or did hold any openly or you know easily discoverable white supremacist ideology? Oh, okay, okay. How clan? The question is how, how clan were we clan? Yeah. Yeah. How far <laughs> how nationalists were we naturalists on a and, scale and if, you have, of, if, you have, if you've got a second guess it? It's too far. <laughs> yeah, on a scale of, you know, Rasputin to how how close? How close? Uh, all right, Rasputin. All right, we're we're all right. We're, There's a movie that comes out later. You'll understand that reference later. I'm just saying. Thank Lord. you guys very much. We're we're wrapping this up because we're just we're going down rabbit holes now. So. Yeah. Um. This is your fault. All right. <laughs> this is my fault. Got, I didn't know about the Home Alone thing. We, that really got, me for We got two more episodes, <laughs> so make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, Super Tuesday recap. We'll be back. Um. Also, we got some stuff coming on premium. Some other stuff coming out. Um. On the movie trailer reviews. Uh. Podcast. So just stay tuned for all those. So again, folks, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.